Hi, welcome to another episode of Remote Art Talks. It's a beautiful sunny day in Toronto and I'm very happy to be speaking with Amada Estabilo. Amada was born in Scarborough to an Irish-American mother and a Filipino father. She attended York University and earned a BFA in Visual Art as well as a Bachelor of Education and today teaches art in York Region. Hi Amada, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Great. Um, so I'm really excited to see that we're probably in your studio right now and you have a mm -hmm. in the background. Um, now I'm familiar with your work just through partial, but your work is primarily abstract and some of your pieces actually have representations of human figures um, and faces in some of your paintings. Uh, do you mm -hmm. want to talk a bit about your work? Yeah, so um, it's semi-abstract, as you said. Um, I use a range of materials. So um, most of my work, you can see a piece behind me, is on wood panel. I use acrylic paint um, and a mixture of graphite, um, oil stick, uh, sometimes spray paint. And um, the subjects sort of range. So um, some of the work is completely non-objective. So there's not necessarily any forms that you would recognize, but the pieces that I've been working on recently, I'm layering um, the figures of children into um, drawings of various playground structures from around the city, sort of mid-century playground structures. Oh, so this okay. stuff is a little bit more representational than some of the, the, the previous work that I've done. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, I mean, this is probably me being presumptive here, but would you say like being a mother has influenced some of these themes in your work? Yeah, I think so. Um, definitely, you know, in a number of ways, obviously, um, being a parent kind of changes your outlook on the world, but also has an impact on the spaces that you tend to um, visit. Mm -hmm. And so over the course of my, my daughter's early lives, I've spent a lot of time <laughs> in parks that have these structures and sort of looking at these forms. And then also, um, as my daughters get a bit older, they're now 10 and 13, we're not visiting those spaces as much, but I have kind of memories of, of them in those spaces and a lot of photo record of them, their physical growth, um, visiting these same parks many times. So I kind of wanted to look at that idea of growth and sort of the move out of childhood in my painting and so I, I've um, worked with a lot of photo resources that I collected as they were as they were growing we visited these spaces. Oh beautiful. Um, so I understand that you have a home studio which is obviously very handy um, these days. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about your studio or if you want to show us if you like what it's like? Yeah, I'll kind of, I'm in my space right now, so I'm just going to, so you're kind of seeing one corner here. Yeah. So these are uh, some current pieces that I'm working on right now. These aren't connected to playground structures, but they still have the layering of figure and sort of like landscape. And what I like to do is I work on multiple pieces at once. So it's a pretty small space, but it's great because I now have like a dedicated area where I can work and store my stuff and where I don't have to pack up every time I'm ready to um, 
work on some pieces, which I found before I had this space was really frustrating because when you want to leave work out and kind of come back to it, it's nice that you don't have to constantly set things up again and sort of try to remember the point that you were at. So it's kind of been um, something that's really changed the way that I produce work and it's been really positive for me. Right, right, right. That is, that is handy. I mean, I think something that people have been saying is uh, a lot of artists, while everyone else is adapting to working from home, that's something that actually a lot of artists have already mastered over the years, this idea of kind of self-sustenance and, you know, work creating zones in your living space to, to uh, yeah, work, I guess. <laughs> Do you find that it's... it's harder now to find time to yeah. work as an artist or as an arts educator and what that's like? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's a, it's busy because um, there's myself and my partner, my husband, and then my daughters and then the pets, and we're all in, in the space together. Mm. And um, everybody likes making things. We're all sort of like makers. My husband's also an artist. So everybody's kind of um, got a lot of their materials around all the time so that it can be a bit frustrating the jostling for real estate but <laughs> it's also nice because I think something that is a challenge for us in our regular routine is carving out time to be able to to make work or just to have for the kids to have sort of um time of their own to determine what they want to do and so now we have a lot more of that mm -hmm. so that's sort of a, a positive aspect to it um but yeah it's busy and then how about as an art teacher are are you still able yeah. to get in touch with your students and give them yeah so i'm yeah i'm communicating with my students every day i'm doing direct teaching online for about an hour a day and it's unusual um it's not something that that we've done before i mean we have a we have a a classroom space online that we've always used as a place to kind of like post information and like assignments and evaluations but not as sort of a teaching space because normally that happens face to face so it's a bit different um i'm doing my best i'm trying to do some uh you know, a bit more resourcefulness with materials, sort of like found materials that you have access to in your home. So that can, maybe will be fun and interesting to see what we can generate. Um, as far as the class goes, you know, we're trying to keep in communication and, and come up with some interesting sort of independent ways of working that are a little different than what the normal setup of the class would be. So, um, so who are some artists that you think some of the viewers should you know, take note of, or is there any artists right now that you're particularly fond of? Oh, there's like so many, it's difficult to, to, um, kind of reduce it. I feel like, um, there's, there are artists that I sort of follow myself, um, on Instagram. And then there's also people who I'm always sort of looking out for shows if I know that they're going to be showing, um, someplace that I can, can access and see their work. So some Canadian artists that I really like, um, there's a painter called Monica Tapp, and I always look for her work. She shows sometimes in the neighborhood. She does large-scale painting, um, sort of landscape-based work. Um, I also love Sherry Boyle's stuff. Mm, I always look yeah. for her work and um, the collaborative stuff that she does. Um, 
with um, Shubhanaya Shuna. I saw a show at U of T that I really loved, so I follow her on Instagram. And um, there's a contemporary gallery in the UK called Tawani Contemporary that I've started following. And okay. I actually discovered um, an artist who is based in Ottawa that I didn't know. Her name's Pamela Sundstrom. Okay. And yeah, she has some beautiful work too. So those are just a few. Okay, so now it's time for our rapid fire question round. <laughs> so I'll ask you five questions that are relatively not art related and then you can just oh, no. answer that you can <laughs> think of. Okay, so are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so your first question is what is your go-to snack? My go-to snack? Ooh, I feel like it's got to be um, kettle chips, regular dipped in sour cream. Nice. Not mm. buying the sour cream flavor, dipping. You gotta dip it. This is mm. not a healthy snack. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next one. I know you're a fan of your local neighborhood haunts, um, and I think we share some of the same favorite spots, but what place do you miss going to the most right now? Oh, hmm. It's tough because uh, there's so many places that I really like, but mm -hmm. there's a place very close to me that we like to go to. Um, primarily for brunch, but also for dinner sometimes. It's called Le Baratin. Oh, It's a yeah. great little bistro right on Dundas. So I'm missing those guys. Yeah. And there's a Vietnamese pho place that we go to with the kids all the time, like just around the corner. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of like a regular for us. So yeah. yeah. Me too. Those are kind of like <laughs> cheap weekday when everyone's too tired yeah. meals. Yeah. There well, are some places that are still doing takeout so we'll sometimes hit hawk and chick which is not far yeah and he's still he's still running like no contact at all you order and it's just like you pick it up but yeah and this yeah. that's another reminder to our viewers to please support your local restaurants mm. cafes whenever you can it's yeah. really tough for them right now um okay do you do you listen to any music when you're painting oh yeah for sure okay Definitely. what are you, one example <laughs> of something you would listen to Okay, so probably listening too much Frank Ocean. Okay, yeah. Blonde. That's a good one. Although he has a couple, he has some new singles out that I've been yeah. checking out, which I'm also enjoying. So I like, I like a range of stuff. I also like um, sort of like old 90s, like okay. Pixies and Breeders I will listen to in addition to Frank Ocean or Great. Daniel Caesar. I like to okay. mix it up here. That's a yeah. good mix though, that's a good mix. Um, <laughs> This one's a bit tough. What is something that most people don't know about you? Ooh, hmm, like, I do exercise regularly. Okay. <laughs> That's actually something that I think, like, maybe week one of lockdown, everyone was saying, and now that we're, like, week three, people are, like, not really doing anything right now. I know, it's not, like, hardcore exercising, but just, like, you know, stretching, Good. conditioning kind of stuff. I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to do it every couple of days at least just to I don't know you know yeah it's important and then the mm. last one is um before me who was the last person you spoke to hmm. I guess it was probably my partner my husband great mm -hmm. good job that's it finish the rapid fire round <laughs> <laughs> um 
So before we say goodbye, um, can you let everyone know how they might be able to find you or if there's, uh, I mean, I know that shows are kind of on pause for now, but or, or if there's anything that they can look out for. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm also a member of Hello Art Canada. So I actually have some work up. Mm -hmm. um, it's at a shared workspace in Markham that's called the M Club. Um, and if you want to see more of my work, you can find me on Instagram, um, a dot underscore r dot e, and that's like my art account where you can check out some of my work. Sweet. Excellent. Well, thanks, Samata, for joining us on Remote Art Talks. Um, thanks so much. Yeah, and thanks for sharing your work and studio space with everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll look out for your stuff online. Great. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Follow this project using the hashtag RemoteArtTalks and make sure to follow our guest artists on Instagram. Artifier is a Toronto-based platform created to help people discover how art can be fun. Go check out artifier.net or follow us on Instagram at artifier.net. For artist followers of Remote Art Talks, Partial Gallery is offering a discount on pro artist plans. Partial is a curated online directory of noteworthy independent artists. Go to partial.gallery, create a free profile, and use the code REMOTE to get a 10% discount on your pro plan.